This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the tune in radio app. And this is Encounter with God. You're listening to Faith FM. We are about to jump into the 20 million movement where we... Spend some time reading and studying the Bible together. We are talking about social justice at the moment, and we are talking about uh, social justice in the context of the book of Psalms. This is another clue for our quiz, Lyle. Uh, Give us a clue. What book am I? I always called you Lawson just then, because Lawson was doing a That would be a mistake. He was. He was at the... We sent Lawson to the uh, Faith and Science Conference because... I wasn't able to go, and Mon wasn't able to go, which is really, really sad because we had other work commitments. But, uh, but he did a boss job going there. down there and interviewing Absolutely. people for us. So yeah, we'll be playing, I think, about three more interviews that he snapped up while he was there um, for your enjoyment. So what book am I? This is our breakfast Bible quiz this morning. Our third clue is also a quote, and it says this. Surely he is a God. Perhaps he is deep in thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he is sleeping and must be awakened. Mm-hmm. Mm, bit of mocking happening there. I give you book on that one. I could give you chapter on that one. We're not really interested in what you can give us. We're interested in what the people can give us. And if you can give us the answer, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM. I think I would say this is arguably the, the most famous story from this book. This story is just an iconic, epic story. And uh, I would say it's probably the most... Yeah, well-known story coming out of this this particular Bible book. Give us a call if you know what Bible book it is. One eight hundred. Yeah, you're off to check, aren't you? You're I'm, off gonna, to, I'm going to check myself to, out, to see whether I've got this and right. Not, I've got that right. Uh, give us a call. One eight hundred Faith FM. One eight hundred three two four eight four three. You can text zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Correct answer will snap themselves up a prize. You know what? I want to make a double prizes. I don't even know what it is yet, but I'll I'll give you double prizes today if you can get this one right. Yeah, two prizes. Oh, I know what it is. I'll give you two pink books. One is a cookbook I can see from where I'm sitting, and the other one is A Desire of Ages. It's a, a really expensive cookbook too. It's like the most expensive prize that we have in the prize box. So I'll give you that one and The Desire of Ages. That's the two prizes this morning. Double prize if you can tell us the answer to the quiz today. Okay, there you go. Prizes coming your way. Uh, give us a call, 1-800-324-843. Which book of the Bible do you find this story in? And, uh, yeah, what, what's that story actually about? Um, very, very interesting. Um, Did you have a flick through? Was I right? You mean, was I right? No, was I right? Was that the most uh, epic story in that, in that Bible? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely the most epic story in this book. No question about that. I wasn't flicking through for that. I was flicking through to see whether I had the uh, book, chapter, and verse right. Uh, oh, did you? Um, be honest, I be was, honest. I was out on the verse by... Ooh, let me see here. Counting on his Six fingers. verses out. Oh, okay. It's not bad. So I was pretty close. I, I would found it rather easily. Yeah, yeah. Good on you. Good on you for anyway, being honest, Lyle. Testing myself. Always good to test yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go to Psalms chapter 146. Oh, I'll skip it forward a bit. Yep, I love these last five chapters of Psalms. How come? Yeah, I don't know. There's some really good things in these last five chapters. The last five chapters are major, major praise Psalms. It's like you get to the end of Psalms, it's like, okay, we're going to finish this book off, so what are we going to do? We're going to take the praise factor and we're just going to crank it to the max. 
And that's what they do. They just like, you know, it's like. Love it, going out with a bang. It goes up this massive J curve and uh, it it all goes out with um, a massive amount of praise. Okay, uh, Psalm 146, you said? Psalms 146. Um, yeah, let's, let's, let's start reading. What's it all about? Praise the Lord. Let all that I am praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God with my dying breath. Don't put your confidence in powerful people. There is no help for you there. When they breathe their last, they return to the earth, and all their plans die with them. But joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God. He made heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He keeps every promise forever. He gives justice to the oppressed and food to the hungry. The Lord frees the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. The Lord loves the godly. The Lord protects the foreigners among us. He cares for the orphans and widows, but he frustrates the plans of the wicked. The Lord will reign forever. He will be your God, O Israel, throughout the generations. Praise the Lord. So, yeah, you can see how it really uh, cranks up the, the whole praise factor here. You know, as you come to these last five psalms of, uh, of the Bible, you know, if you, if you flick over a little bit, uh, oh, let's just read a couple of other ones here before we come back to this one. Oh, there's some things here that I really want to dig into. This psalm or these psalms tell us a lot about who God is and what God's role is. Um, which one do you want to do? 150 or 149? Do 150. Read the last one for us. Just okay, read the last okay. one. Last, last book of the... The last... Very short. Yeah, it's a short one. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heaven. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise his unequaled greatness. Praise him with a blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with the lyre and harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with strings and flutes. Praise him with a clash of cymbals. Praise him with loud clanging cymbals. Let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. It's just really cranked yeah. up, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. you start from 146 and 146, you think, wow, they've turned up the praise right here. But by the time you get to 150 or the end of the Psalms, it's just like every single thing mm-hmm. they are praising God for, you know, in every way that they can, um, for every single thing that they can. These are, you know, really, really special psalms that we have uh, right here. You know, in 149, praise the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song. His praise in the congregation of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the tambourine and the harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the heathen and punishments upon the people. Yeah, there you go. To bind the kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute upon them judgment written. This honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. So we're having a, a major praise session here yeah, on Faith Evan this morning, just absolutely. reading through these psalms. Uh, 147, 148, they're a little bit longer, uh, but they're the same theme. And really what they are doing is that they're going through and making a list of all of the reasons why we have to praise God. So what we're going to do is we're going to uh, spend a little bit of time and look at the reasons why we can praise God mm-hmm. and then look at how. 
We are to praise God. And we kind of do this every morning when we talk about our gratitude stories because our gratitude stories is basically us praising God. Exactly. That's the whole purpose of it right there. And it's uh, to be Positively Different Radio. We want to give you an uplifting morning. You know, radio is pretty much, the media pretty much focuses on the negative. It's the negative what sells. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. Um, This is why politicians run a negative campaign because they know that if you want to win the election, that's how you win an election. Mm -hmm. You do not win an election with a positive campaign. And they've spent a lot of money researching that and found that, you know, that's just part of the human psyche. But it's not what we need. No. It's what catches our attention, but it's not what we need. Exactly. As human beings, our need is to have positively different media. I guess it's a bit like the way we want to eat junk food because that catches our taste buds. Exactly. it's not what we need. We need a salad. You need a salad. You need a piece of fruit. You mm-hmm. need orange. You need, uh, you need raspberry Banana. smoothies. We both go the same. <laughs> oh, here's an opportunity to rub it in. <laughs> We've been doing radio together all too long, Mon. <clears throat> it's just we funny because I had well. a banana war with Lawson while he was gone, and now I'm having a banana war with you. We are not going to have a banana war this morning. We're going to have a Bible study instead. Amen. But uh, praise the Lord <laughs> for <yes>. that. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, so let's look at um, Psalms 146 here. And Mon, I wonder how many different things you can find here that the Bible tells us, different characteristics about God that the Bible tells us um, about God and gives us reasons, you know, why should we praise this person? We should praise him because he is, what is he? Well, I mean, the first one that jumps out is um, is verse 3 because it says, don't put your confidence in powerful people for there is no help for you there, which kind of – and then it goes on in verse 4. It says, when they breathe their last breath, they return to the earth and all their plans die with them. Um, I think it's kind of like countering the 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 um, the – the way God is in that he is powerful and he will be there to help you. And, and his plans will last and forever. And he's not dying and he's, yeah, and his plans are not going to die at all either. And so, yeah. Okay, let me show you something even more interesting. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So your translation is a paraphrase, which means that uh, the translators sat down and said, we think this is what the person is saying. Yeah. My translation is a more word-for-word translation, so they've gone, let's keep it as close as close to the original as possible. Oh, let's do it. Okay, so mine has an interesting translation here um, on verse 3 and 4. Okay. Okay, so this is your word-for-word-ish translation. Uh, King James Version, in case you're wondering, old school. Put not your trust in princes. Oops, turning the page. Uh, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goes forth. Okay, so what happens when a person's breath goes forth? They die. He returns to the earth. Oops. The Bible doesn't say he goes back to heaven, does it? No. The Bible says he goes into the earth when he dies. His breath goes forth and he goes into the earth. In that very day, his thoughts perish. Now, this is quite opposite to what you'll often find in a funeral today. You'll find in uh, many modern funerals where they'll say, no, he hasn't returned to the earth. He's returned to God. God has taken him back. It makes you feel good, but it's not really accurate, is it? Yeah, you know, I don't really know that it does make you feel that good. I'd much rather have a promise of a resurrection. Yeah, that's true. Because the promise of the resurrection shows that your, your loved one, their suffering is over. It's mm-hmm. finished. 
you know, they don't if have to be. Out, they don't have realize. to be stressed about you anymore. Yeah, if you they're going back to heaven, and you're going through hell here on earth because you've just lost a loved one. Imagine the stress that they're going to be going through. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's if you actually study it out, it doesn't bring you more peace in you. No, not at all. Yeah, not at all. but it's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible says that his breath goes forth. In other words, he dies mm-hmm. and he returns to the earth. He doesn't return to God. Yep. And then the Bible goes on to say, it says, in that day, his thoughts perish. Now, it would be rather strange, wouldn't you say, if your soul was immortal and it had no thoughts? Yes. So, you know, if because some people say, oh, yeah, yeah, we understand. His body will go back into the earth, but his soul will go to heaven. Well, when the Bible speaks about thoughts, it's speaking about an action of the soul. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says there are no thoughts after a person has died, obviously until the resurrection, yeah, which takes weird. place when Jesus comes back. They'd be kind of weird just floating around. You can't have both, Mon. You can't have both. Yeah. You can't have the immortality of the soul and the resurrection because it makes no it sense. sense. If you are already alive and you have never died, why do you need a resurrection? It's, yeah, it's, it's, and if it's better to have a body, why would God deprive you of that? What's God's purpose in all of this? I've, I have always no wondered sense. like why they talk about the second coming and the resurrection, and yet you're not supposed to like you don't really die. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it really doesn't make sense. I, I've been to some of these funerals in some of these churches where they'll be rattling on about the resurrection one minute, and the next minute they'll be rattling on about the immortality of the soul and the person's in heaven. It's like, wait a minute, make up your mind: are they dead here on earth mm-hmm. waiting for the resurrection, or are they in heaven um, with Look God right now? Yeah, you got to have one or the other. They, they, the two of them cancel each other out. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to have both. Maybe you've got some thoughts or some passages of Scripture that you would like to share with us. We would love to hear from you. Our phone number is 1-800-324-843. You can talk to us live here on Faith FM or you can um, put something in for question of the day. We would love to know your questions on this particular subject. 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number. Anyway, Mon, picking up the story in verse 5. What characteristics of God can we find from verse 5 onwards? Verse 5 says, But joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord their God. Which really... Okay, stop right there. Yeah, it tells a beautiful picture of what happens when you do trust God, when you have God as um, as your aid. As so your what helper. is God in that verse? He is, is your... Helper. Helper. Yeah, and, and, uh, and your hope, I suppose, as well. Okay, that's a good one. I'll add that to my list. There you mm-hmm. go. So we, uh, we have... Uh, God here identified to us as our helper and as our hope. Which is such a sweet thing to say. Like if someone, you know, imagine like imagine like you're moving house, which is such a stressful job, and then someone turns up and goes, hey, I'm here to help you. Like it's such a sweet it is. experience to have someone just turn up and just help you. It, it and that's, certainly that's is. What God, that's what God wants to be for us. He wants to be our helper. Yeah, I've moved house a couple of times, and when random people just turn up with their trailer and their ute and help you, it is the most amazing thing imaginable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's continue on from there. Uh, what's the next verse? Verse 6. What does this tell us that God is? He made heaven and earth and sea. Oh, he sounds like he's a creator in this one. Uh, everything in them, he keeps every promise ever, forever. So not only is he a creator, but he's a promise keeper. Okay, so I and for anyone who's ever had a promise broken, like the promise that they had uh, given to them was broken, they know that that's a, it's a it's a, it's a feeling that pulls the rug out from underneath your feet. All right, so we've got God here as our creator mm-hmm. and as a promise keeper. So He's our helper, our hope, our creator, 
and a promise keeper. It kind of this 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 chapter is kind of sounding like God is trying to woo us. Yeah, it kind of is that way, isn't it? Yeah, it's like this is who I am. This yeah. is who God is. This is a description of God. Let me be your God. Hmm. Yeah. One more verse. Verse seven: He gives justice to the oppressed and food to the hungry. The Lord frees the prisoners. So Three he, things right there. What are they? He's our justice. He is our our provider, and he is our freedom. Okay, justice provider and or judge we could say. Yeah. Judge provider and liberator. Oh, liberator! That's a great way of sticking that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. liberator. Okay, so we could we just you know it's just like this psalm is like okay let's make a list of how many things we know about God that are just amazing and awesome and wonderful and write them all down. Next verse. Number eight, the Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. The Lord loves the godly. So I would say he is uh, a healer, uh, an uplifter, and loves the godly. I guess he treasures what's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uplifter was one that I did not have on my list, so I'll add that to my list. What's, okay. What does it say about about him when it you know when it says that he loves the godly? Like what does it say about God's character that he loves the godly? It's that he loves you and me. Okay. And he loves godliness. Mm-hmm. He loves righteousness. Mm-hmm. He loves it when he sees it here on this earth. Uh, it brings him great pleasure when there is peace and harmony. I think it also says something about his character in terms of what he's into. Like, are you always concerned when you meet someone who like loves dark stuff? Like they love, you know, always concerned. Yeah, they love like you know, uh, dark you know media, and they're into like m- you know reading about murders and horror and, and, and they, creepy things. Yep. And, Wear dark clothes. Yeah, and yeah. Then it's sort of like it makes you. Uncomfortable. Mom, there's a very simple formula right here. Name me a millionaire who is like that. Yeah, it's not one. No. Uh, the majority of people who go down that path are unemployed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very high rate of suicide. Um, there is a very high rate of depression and mental illness. Yeah, depression in particular. And so if you think it's cool and if you think it's trendy, um, and it's like, yeah, I'm going to become you know, a goth or this or that or the other, and I'm not criticizing goths and goth culture in any way, shape or form, except that if you focus on the negative. Mm. Because you might like the style. Go for it. Mm. Um, there's some really nice styles um, that, 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 that these guys have. But if you start to focus on the negative, and this is what I see happening with some of these cultures, is that they are cultures built around the negative, and uh, you're going to see massive unemployment and mental, mental illnesses right there. And if that is your culture, take a look at yourself right now and ask yourself the question, what, what state am I in? What is my mental illness? And it's like, okay, if you are, uh, if you are struggling with depression, if there is depression in your life, um, and you are unemployed and you are were in a low socioeconomic bracket or fi- struggling to find employment and make a success of life, then stop and think about that right now. Mm. That's interesting. I never thought about the socioeconomic aspect to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Name a millionaire who is, um, you know, into all things dark. They don't exist. And, and, this is and I'm not saying that you're going to become a millionaire if you turn your life around and start wearing white rather than black. Um, and start focusing on positive rather than negative. Um, I'm not saying you're going to become a millionaire, but you will turn your life around. You will be a much happier and a much more successful person. And this is what this verse sort of actually speaks to me as well. When it says that God loves the godly, I think it you know speaks to uh, his character and to what he, he likes and what he's into. He's into you know positivity and 
and uh, and and things that are more of a, a um, ha- have a lightness and a joy to them. Absolutely, absolutely. Stuff. I point this out to people that are into you know a whole negative culture, and they fight me on it. Hmm. I'm like, don't fight me on it. Look at yourself. Yeah, you are exhibit A of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very very simple formula. Okay, so God calls us to focus on the positive uh, and not the negative here in this particular psalm. And there are so many positive things about God that we can focus on that can make our life so much better. This is Gungal with Please Be My Strength. You're listening to Faith FM. Tried to stand my ground, I've tried to understand, but I can't seem to find my faith again. Like water on the sand, or grasping at the wind, I keep on falling short. So please be my strength, please be my strength, cause I don't shine in this doubting heart of mine and all, all would know that you You are my strength You and 
That was Gungo with Please Be My Strength here on Faith FM. Uh, and please do give us a call at this particular time if you know the answer to the quiz. Mon's about to give you another clue. Getting easier all the time here, Mon? Yeah, when Mon stops eating her muesli bar. Ah, breakfast time for Mon. This is the breakfast show in more ways than one. We actually literally do have the breakfast here on Breakfast Show, which is why there is a pile of oranges. You know, I went looking for oranges last night when I was at home. Dude, right here. And I'm like, I know there are oranges here somewhere. I have been seeing oranges for the last three days. There are, <laughs> there are four oranges. And like, she, Shell's like, yeah, they're on the desk at work. I'm like, yeah. Mm. You so can take them home. Super sad. I will give them to you. They're all yours. I'll take one and go and put it in my fridge. You take them all. Anyway, clue number four for our quiz is this. What book am I? The division of Israel into two kingdoms, nor- northern and southern, occurs in my 12th chapter. And today... As I announced previously, I'm giving away two prizes if you answer this quiz correct. The first one is a Cooking Up Good Health Recipe Collection by Donna Green Goodman. Uh, incredible book. Uh, this is, um, like I said before, pre- uh, well, definitely our most expensive prize we have in our prize box. It's a very valuable cookbook. And I'll also give you a copy of The Desire of Ages by E.G. White. Two books. They're both pink. I there like it. Uh-huh. Absolutely, very good. All right, so where are we up to? We are up to Psalms 146, and we are looking at characteristics of God. Verse 9, I think we're up to. Okay, let's read verse 9. So far we had that uh, God is a promise keeper, God is our creator, our judge, our provider, our liberator, our healer, um, our hope, our uplifter. Our our positivity. Our positivity, absolutely. Mm -hmm. This is all coming out of uh, just a couple of verses in this... uh, one psalm that is focusing on the on praising God and really pra- on focusing on how we should praise God. This next verse or really what, surprised me. Sorry, not me. how, but why we should praise God. Psalm this, 150 is how. This next verse really surprised me, actually. This is the one thing I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. Verse 9 says, He protects the foreigners among us, which I think is a great verse, especially for all those uh, refugees and the immigrants Indeed. who are often become a minority and become a downtrodden part of society. This is, I, just, I didn't realize this was in the Bible. God sticks up for them. Yeah, it's great. And so if God sticks up for them, we should stick up for them as well. They should read this. Yeah. They should read this and know that God is on their side. Mm-hmm. And so you need to ask yourself, you know, who are you coming in contact with? And I guess coming from Sydney, you know, um, we lived down there for like 17 years or something or other, um, too long. But uh, everybody you come across is a different nationality and you get to know so many different nationalities. You come up here to Newcastle and you know what? It's just... A little bit boring? Yeah. Mm-hmm, it's yeah. just a little bit boring mm-hmm. uh, because you don't have that conversation like, oh, where's your family heritage from? And, you know, that, that, whole, that whole deal can't, just kind of doesn't exist. But, uh, yeah, we should, be, uh, we should definitely looking at, be, be looking out for the strangers, the foreigners living in our land and making them part of our land and a part of our people and a part of who we are. Yeah, and just having some warmth. Because, you know, I think the reason that, uh, that God focuses on them is because immigrating or being a refugee can be such a lonely path. Oh, such yeah. Such a lonely existence. And Jesus was a refugee for three years. Yeah, yeah. So it, um, he knew what it was like to be a refugee. And uh, that you know was a part of his whole experience. It can be an incredibly trying and lonely experience to leave uh, your people, to leave the people you understand, the culture that you identify with, <clears throat> and move you know away and 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 try and uh, assimilate into a culture that that is not your own, that you don't understand, and uh, and the loneliness that comes to that is, is can be just soul destroying. Mm. And uh, and God doesn't want people to live you know that kind of life. He has so much 
such a better, higher standard in, in, in mind for us. And, uh, and, if he needs, and he needs us to help out with that. Yeah, He needs indeed. us to help you know, welcome these people and make their lives easier. Mm-hmm. So God, uh, the Lord protects the foreigners among us. He cares for the orphans and widows, and he, but he frustrates the plans of the wicked. So he's protector, carer, and frustrator? <laughs> frustrator. Yeah, I kind of like that. But he frustrates the plans of the wicked. I think that comes under his protection. Yeah. yeah Who is it that he's standing up for and protecting here? Oh. Um, Apart from the strangers. The, or, the orphans and widows. Orphans and widows. Oh, yeah, all the at risk. Yeah, the vulnerable members mm-hmm. of our society, or particularly in those days, their society. Okay, and how does the psalm finish? Psalm finishes in verse 10. The Lord will reign forever. He will be your God, O Jerusalem, throughout your generations. Praise the Lord. Okay, so when we work our way through this particular psalm, we find that God is our... Let me, let me, let me just work my way through the list that we made here. He's a promise keeper. Um, he is a creator. He is a judge. He is, uh, he is our promise keeper, our creator, our judge, our provider, our liberator, our healer, our helper, our defender, our hope, and our uplifter. That's a pretty good list of reasons why we should praise God. Amen. Okay, so why do we do these kinds of things to other people? Why do we defend the defenseless, help those that need help, heal those that need healing, provide freedom for those that, you know? Because that's what God does for us. Okay. So we need to do it for others. So often I think that we uh, we look at it and go, you know what, I'm going to uh, I'm going to throw some money in the offering plate today to go and help the needy because that's what God said to do. Yeah. But there's more to it than that. Yeah, absolutely. That's just one aspect. Because it's not just that God said you need to do this. When we do it, God is actually inviting us to join him. Mm-hmm. So we are actually joining with God. We are partnering with God when we help the needy. Um, and then, of course, there are, is the whole aspect of our own personal growth. You know, you help somebody else out, it's going to you know, bring about some personal growth. And, of course, the salvation of others. So, yeah, quite the, uh, quite the challenge that we have here from a number of uh, different perspectives. Yeah, it's not just finding out about God's character. It's also finding out about what our character should be. It's the gold standard. Absolutely. Okay, so I want to, uh, we've got a couple of minutes left, and I want to skip over to Psalms chapter 150. Um, We're going to, because Psalms chapter 146 really gives you all the reasons why you should serve God. 149, 150 give you all the ways that, sorry, why you should praise God, I should say. Um, so it gives you a whole list of the, these are all the reasons why we should praise God. Psalms one forty nine one fifty tells you how we praise God. What do you got for us there, Mon? You want me to read it? Yeah, let's make a list. So um, we got we got a list of why. Let's make a list of how. We got a minute and a half to do it. All right, let's do it fast. Uh, praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song. So singing, mm-hmm. uh, sing His praises in the assembly of the faithful. So sing in groups. Yep. Uh, I church there. Yep. O Israel, rejoice in your maker. O people of Israel, exult in your king. Praise his name with dancing, accompanied with tambourine and harp, for the Lord delights in his people. Um, so there's like a whole worship service there. Uh, the Lord delights in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Let we, the, could, we could say musical instruments. Yep. Let the faithful rejoice that he honors them. Uh, let them sing for joy as they lie on their beds. So like I guess be in a, in a spirit of praise even when you're you know heading off to sleep. Okay. 
Um, let the praises of God be in their mouths and a sharp sword in their hands. Wait, what? To execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples and to bind the kings with shackles? Are you in 149 or are you 150? It was 149. Are you supposed to read 150? Oh, I thought you said do both. Because we get sidetracked on that one. Yeah, we totally are. Okay, praise the Lord in his sanctuary. Praise him in the mighty heaven. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise his unequaled greatness. Praise him with a blast of the ram's horn. Yeah, lyre and harp, tambourine and dancing, flutes and strings, clash of cymbals, loud clanging cymbals. So all those instruments. And let everything that has breath sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. I thought it was just supposed to be the organ, nothing else. Dude, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> or anything other than the piano in church is a problem. The Bible says, bring your musical instruments to church and make a joyful noise. Mm. And this is what, you know, I think we, our, our worship leaders really need to focus on here is the Bible doesn't say to praise him with skill. The Bible says to praise him with enthusiasm. It's a pity we only have 10 seconds left because we could unpack that whole dancing one as well. <laughs> yeah, I've done just a little bit of that lately, Mon, but uh, <laughs> that would be an interesting discussion. Give us a call on that one if you'd like to um, talk about that. Anyway, we're going to listen to Travis Cottrell. What a beautiful name. You Let's praise God. You the word at the beginning, one with God the Hidden glory in creation, and now revealed in you are Christ. What a beautiful name it is! What a beautiful name it is! The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name. You have 
beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. This is Mon and Lyle from The Breakfast Show. Hey, Lyle. Mm? I've got a question for you. Yeah. Is God for real? That's a really good question. In fact, it is such a good question that ex-atheist, devout atheist Peter Watts is doing an entire series of presentations on that very subject, answering some of life's deepest questions. Are you serious? Can I go to this? You certainly can. It starts this Friday night, the 19th of July at 7pm and runs every Friday, Saturday and Tuesday night. Do I have to pay? Where can I get a ticket? It's for free. Simply call 0488. Five eight eight nine five five. While I will see you there. Moses was just a baby boy. When his mama put him in a boat and the river took him on, he met a pretty princess. But it wasn't enough till I heard a voice from a burning bush saying, Tell old Pharaoh to let my people go free. David was just a shepherd boy When the prophet said he would be king Even though he was the youngest son He heard about a giant Went to see the king Grabbed a bag of petals and his his sling And the rock of ages brought the mighty giant to his knees Well, you may feel a bit insignificant When you're standing next to one of those men But there was nothing special about him Until they let the Holy Spirit in And with a mighty hand They took their stand While everybody else is making cheap talk It's not the size of the man that matters All that matters is the size of the rock Have you heard about the baby king? Heard those herald angels sing He was the father's only son Taught us about heaven We nailed him to the tree But in three days it was alive and free Because the heart of the rock Was mightier than the stone 
So the next time you feel insignificant When you're standing next to one of those men Like there is nothing special about ya Just let the Holy Spirit in And with a mighty hand You'll take your stand While everybody else is making cheap talk It's not the size of the man that matters All that matters is the size of the rock Mighty hand Take your stand I'm talking to you Jesus is the only one He'll carry you through All that matters is the size of the rock all that matters is the size of the rock. You're listening to Faith FM, and we have come to question of the day time. But before we do, we have another clue for the quiz. Double prizes at the moment. We're yes. doing a bit of a special on prizes. I'm feeling generous. I'm yeah. feeling generous. We, we're overstocked. That too. We are cleaning out some stock. <laughs> okay, so uh, the last clue for our What Book Am I quiz this morning is this. I am the book that comes after Second Samuel. <laughs> Okay. Mm, open your Bibles. Yeah, give us a call, 1-800-324-843. You may be able to figure that one out if you can't figure that one out. Just open your Bible to the contents problem. page. Anyway, question of the day. What do you got for us there, Yes, Mike? okay, good question today, uh, I guess, coming out of uh, our Bible study. Um, the question has been asked is this. I thought that people, when they die, the people who have died are looking down for us, down on us from heaven. You thought the Bible said that? No, this is, I'm, I'm like phrasing someone else's yeah. words, yeah. They thought the Bible said that. Yeah, they thought the Bible teaches that um, dead people have gone to heaven and are looking down upon us and, and um, you know, sort of taking care of us and guiding us. And The answer to that question is no. They're okay. not. Okay. So the answer your question. Just in the Bible, but uh, what does the Bible say about it? Okay, so basically what you're dealing with here is an urban myth, and there are a number of urban myths and legends about what the Bible teaches. Um, there's a whole bunch of, bunch of missing verses from the Bible, and this is one of them. The Bible does not teach that the dead go straight to heaven and that they look down on us from heaven. And so let's find out, yeah, good question. What does the Bible teach on this particular subject? Where are the dead? Um, are they in heaven right now? Well, we had this for a clue for the quiz yesterday, I think it was, about somebody who was not in heaven. Mm, let's right, go yeah. to Acts chapter 2, and while we're turning there, let's talk about King David. Did he die as a saved man or a lost man? He was saved. He was a saved man, definitely. The Bible yep. describes him as a man after God's own heart. And if you go to Acts chapter 2 and verse 34, the Bible says, For David has not ascended into heaven. That's a very, very clear statement right there. And so you ask yourself the question, well, if he has not ascended into heaven, then where is he? Verse 29. Let me speak freely of the patriarch David. He is both dead and buried and his grave is with us to this day. So where was he? He was dead. He was buried. He was in his grave waiting for the resurrection. And this is what Jesus taught. Jesus taught this very, very clearly to all of his disciples in so many places. Let me just give a, uh, an example here from the Gospel of John, chapter 5, uh, verse 28. The Bible says, Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves. Not all those that are in heaven, but all those that are in the graves will hear his voice and will come out. 
those that have done good to the resurrection of life, those that have done evil to the resurrection of damnation. The Bible teaches that the dead are sleeping in their graves. If we go over a couple of pages, ooh, we've got a little bit of time. I think we can cover this one. Uh, Lazarus. Lazarus dies. Jesus goes there. Um, Lazarus has been dead for four days. Martha meets him. And Jesus comforts Martha with these words. Chapter 11, verse 23, your brother shall rise again. She does not comfort him with the words that you so often hear in a funeral. Your brother is with God. Why? Because he wasn't. Martha said, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. How did she know that? She knew that because she had been sitting at the feet of Jesus and learning at the feet of Jesus. And of course, Jesus goes on to say and says, I'm the resurrection and life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Like, in other words, hey, don't fear. I can raise this guy from the dead. And if you turn over the page, that's if you find exactly that taking place. Um, here in uh, verse 43, where Jesus said, when he had spoken, he cried with a loud voice and said, Lazarus, come out. He did not say, Lazarus, come down because Lazarus was not up in heaven where he could come down. He did not say Lazarus come up because Lazarus was not down in the ground. Um, he was buried in a cave right there in front of him. He wasn't down in hellfire anywhere where he could come up. He said Lazarus come out because Lazarus was right there in front of him in the tomb. And just imagine this. Lazarus was a righteous man. How horrific would it be to take a righteous man, drag him out of heaven, and bring him back to this earth? That would not be a time of rejoicing. That would be a time of great mourning and despair for that person. And yet, he was not in heaven. He was sleeping in the grave, waiting for the resurrection of Jesus. If you've got a question, give us a call. Uh, but right now, BJ Thomas. Well, I'm tired and so weary But I must go along Till the Lord and call me away Well, the morning so bright And the lamp is the light And the night is as black as the sea And the wolf, he will be tamed And the lion shall lay down by the lamb 
And the beast from the wild Will be led by a child And I'll be changed from the creature that I am That was Peace in the Valley, BJ Thomas. You're listening to Faith FM. We're about to give something away. Get ready to call. Yes, first person to call now on 1-800-FAITH-FM will get themselves. Do you know what? I'm doing another double. I'm doing another double, Lyle. What is wrong with me? I'm just handing out doubles left, right and centre. Two books today, The Passion of Love by E.G. White. Uh, this is an incredible story. Uh, it covers the, um, the crucifixion, basically. Yeah, the final, the final scenes of Christ's life. Here on this earth. Um, and, and, it, and it definitely highlights the fact that he did it for you. Um, so this is called The Passion of Love by E.G. White. And I'm coupling that with a copy of the Holy Bible. Um, this is a New King James Version of the Bible. It has uh, Jesus' words in red letter. And it's got study helps in it by uh, Mark Finley. Oh, there you go. All really yes. good study helps. Yeah, so fantastic Bible. I worked Bible. with Mark Finley for a while. Hardcover, uh, it's a black Bible with uh, gold on the front. It says Holy Bible on there. Um, yeah, beautiful book by Review and Herald Publishing. Uh, it's The Passion of Love by E.G. White and The Holy Bible. There Give you go. Call right now. This is not going to last long. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. We will send that thing to you completely for free. Don't even have to pay for the postage. There you go. So give us a call right now. And uh, or you can text us through on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Now we like to remind you of this every morning, but of course, if you would like to do my, if you'd like to do Mark's Bible study guides, just mm. give us a call and you get those for free in the end of that Bible. There, if you'd like to do mine, give us a call and we'll set you up with the Discovery Center. They actually have a selection of about seventeen or eighteen different Bible study courses that you can do including my course, which is called The Prophetic Code, but they have Bible study courses on every different uh, subject or angle that you can think of just about. Um, some really fantastic uh, um, courses that they have available there. So give us a call, 1-800-324-843. We can make that happen for you. And, of course, don't forget to tune in again tomorrow morning. We love you guys. We love it when you tune in, and we love it when you give us a call and get in contact. I need